All right, everybody, welcome back to another episode of Difficult Conversations by Supply the Why. I'm super excited about tonight's episode because we're going to try something a little different. Tonight is the teen edition of Difficult Conversations where we're going to have three local teens that are going to talk about COVID and how it's affecting their personal lives, their social lives, and other aspects of their, of their family. So without further ado, I'm going to bring on my partner tonight, my co-facilitator, Stephanie Patton. Stephanie runs the local Oasis Coalition, so she's going to talk a little bit about that. Stephanie, how you doing? Hey, how are you, Dean? Thanks I'm for doing, having me. Yeah, I'm doing fantastic. So tell everybody a little bit about what you do in your day-to-day. Sure. So um, in my day job, I am the prevention coordinator for the town of Stoughton. And a lot of my work um, consists of managing the Oasis Coalition, which is our local substance abuse prevention effort. Um, And um, we really focus on trying to keep um, substances out of the hands of young people. So it's really about um, substance abuse prevention for adolescents. But as we know, a lot of those issues are... um, you know, very related to things like mental health um, and other challenges and struggles that our young people are facing. And so um, we think about health pretty holistically when we think about our work. And um, and I just, I think teen voices are so, so important. So I'm super excited to be here tonight with you and with our panel. And I think we're gonna have a great time together. Absolutely. I, I, I can't stress enough how excited I was when we collaborated on this idea you're coming from the mental health um, side of things, and I'm coming from the difficult conversation side of things. And we were able to get together and realize, and we, you know, put our heads together, and we were like, "There's a population that nobody's talking to about these things." Right, right. And it's kids, and they have a lot to say. And they, um, I think, I think everybody's going to find tonight the um, the young people that are on tonight are amazing. And we've talked to some other young people in our journey here, and um, it's it's going to be awesome. Well, I couldn't agree with you more. Yeah. So. Let's let's introduce one of our young panel members. So the first panel member I'm going to bring on is a young man that I've known since about 2015. Uh, super smart, super smart young man. His name is Colin. So Colin is one of our local, uh, one of our local stars. So Colin, how you doing? I'm good. How are you, Dean? I'm doing fantastic. So tell everybody a little bit about yourself. Um, <clears throat> I go to Stone High School, play hockey and baseball. I am a junior. I've lived in Stoughton my whole life. Neighbors with Dean for a couple of years now. Um, what else? Have a brother who's in seventh grade, and very athletic. Loves sports, and that's about me. Absolutely. You also love to eat too. I, I heard that you have a neighbor yeah. that makes great steak and cheese. By the way, I don't know. I, I don't know if you heard that. Any anything that uh, my neighbor makes is great. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Outstanding calling. So from there, we're going to go ahead and we're going to bring on Liam. He's our next panelist. Liam, how you doing? Good, how are you? What's going on? All right. So Liam, tell us a little bit about your day-to-day and what do you want the people to know about you? Uh, My dad is a police officer in Stoughton. I've lived in Stoughton my whole life. My name is Liam Bonney. I go to Catholic Memorial. Uh, it's in West Roxbury and I play hockey. Uh, I play baseball. Um, yeah, hockey is probably my favorite thing to do. Uh, I, I really like where I go to school. Um, I've been teammates with Colin for a long time. Uh, so yeah, this is, this is cool. 
Yeah, and we're excited to have you. And just for clarifications, you do not go to high school with Colin. So that you're come, you're representing a different school district. Yeah. Okay. All right. So nice to have you here, Liam. So, and last but not least, we're going to bring on a very special young lady, Miss Olivia Bisfam. How you doing, Olivia? Good. How are you? All right. Well, we're happy to have you here. Tell us a little bit about you, about yourselves and your day-to-day and what, what kind of makes you tick. Um, my name's Olivia. I'm 17. I'm a senior at Acton Boxford Regional High School in Acton. Um, I love to dance. I've been dancing since I was two, and I love running track and field. Uh, yeah, that's kind of about me. <laughs> that's outstanding. So we're going to get into it. All right, so what I'm going to do here is I'm going to go back. We're going to start with Colin, and we're going to start with so, uh, just the basic question of how's COVID affecting your life and what is on the forefront of your brain as far as, you know, your day-to-day and, and how things have changed from this year to maybe two years ago. So, Colin, go ahead. Take it away. Um, okay, so this is an event that happened pretty recently. Uh, about two weeks ago, my hockey team – is scheduled to play a game on a Wednesday. On a Monday, that Monday, we got canceled for two weeks. So I haven't played a game the entire season. Versus two years ago, we've been playing for over a month now. Um, so that pretty that stinks. And so not being on the ice for two weeks affects everyone. Still haven't had our first game. Um, so that's pretty difficult. In school, still aren't going full the whole week still have two days in two days out so that's still very different and uh you just don't see everyone like you used to so what is it like in the halls so you're passing by people in the hallways and i mean the halls is uh before school started they put up all arrows on the walls so you can only walk a certain way around the school so say your class is right next to the class you're in can't go there to walk around the entire school so have people crossing paths yeah, that seems like that will uh, – yeah, I could see how that would be problematic. Now, are, are you end up, do you end up being late for class sometimes behind that? or? I mean, teachers are a little more lenient this year because they understand that you can't get there as fast as you used to. So you might get there a little late, but you're not really punished for it this year. Not really punished. So they, so they, they, they give you a little leeway with, with yeah. that kind of stuff. All right, yeah. fair enough. So I'm going to ask the same question of Olivia. Olivia, tell us a little bit about what you're going through in your day-to-day. Um, for school specifically for COVID, we've had a lot of times because I'm doing hybrid, so I'm virtual and in person, where we just switch to virtual. And I guess that's the hardest thing, switching back from two learning programs. Um, similar to what I think Colin said before with like the arrows in the halls we have that as well kind of directing I don't really see a lot of people that I know because we have different cohorts um by last name but it's kind of like that so let me ask you a lot of your friends in your cohort or or do you have friends on the other side of the is that you do it by alphabet is that how you do the cohort yeah so it's by alphabet so unfortunately all of my close friends are on the other side of the alphabet than me so I actually do not see them at all um especially because it gets really busy after school because everybody has their activities that they do and there's more of it because of COVID and it can't be in person during school. Um, so I don't really see my friends. That, that, that's, that's absolutely, I, I, it's devastating. I can't imagine what that's like. So I'm going to go to Liam. Liam, 
Same question. Tell us what your day-to-day is like. Day-to-day, uh, so COVID kind of affects even the way I get to school now. I used to carpool, but uh, similar to Olivia, I'm in a different uh, last name group than some of the kids I would carpool with. So, And, I mean, going to school in Boston every day, it, it takes a while. So it's nice to be able to carpool with somebody. So, and then you get there and it's also similar, like the hallways, you, you have to walk one direction in the hallway and that gets frustrating, but um, teachers are doing just all they can. They're doing a really good job. Like we're making the most of the school year. Like we're hybrid, but like it, at least we're in school some of the days. Uh, my sports are have started. We're playing right now. So it is what it is. I think we're... Uh, we're in a better situation now than we were a few months ago. So how, and, and how's that? Uh, I mean, a few months ago, uh, we weren't sure sports were even going to happen. Uh, schools all over the place were getting shut down. Um, but like now this vaccine's coming out and I can see kind of a, a light at the end of the tunnel. So I'm trying to stay positive. I, well, I, I can certainly appreciate that. Um, so, as far as staying positive, how's this affecting what's going on in your head right now? I figured I'd bring Stephanie in for this because this is kind of her, her, her specialty as far as mental health and you know just just a general feeling of of you know of how well you feel, just general wellness. So tell us a little bit about what's going on and how this is affecting your sense of personal wellness. Yeah, it's definitely um, it's definitely weighing on me. You know. Um, Playing sports and going to school, being in so many different places, you're still in contact with a lot of people. So I've been quarantined. I haven't actually had COVID, but I've been in uh, in, in quarantine three three times now throughout the school year. So it's it's difficult to get uh, like a routine, basically. Like, because you have like, I'm like a pretty regimented person. I like to get up and do the same thing every day. It helps me. It helps me out a lot. And when it's changing every two weeks, and like fluctuate it's terrible it's it's really difficult but um it's great when i'm not quarantined it's it's really tough when i am and i and the worst part is i can't really promise that it's not going to happen again because i'm still playing hockey i'm still going going to school and doing all these things i'm trying to stay you know active and uh and all that but it 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 is difficult to establish sort of routine and that's certainly uh it, it drags a little bit all right, that's that's a fair point. So I'm going to bring Colin back in. Colin, talk to us about your routine. How has this affected your routine? My routine. Um, so I guess something is just a good or bad thing. But before I would get up at uh, six thirty, six forty, get to school around seven ish. But now, since the parking lot at school is basically empty because half the people are there, no one goes. I wake up at seven twenty, get to school at seven thirty. So that changes every day. Um, my routine, I used, so I would be driving like some of my friends for hockey, but now since COVID, if their mother gets it and they come in the car with me and I, uh, get exposed to them, I'd stay out for two weeks too for hockey season. So that would stink day to day. Um, what else? And that's basically school and hockey basically some day to thing, day to day things that change the most for me. All right. That's fair enough. Uh, you know, it's it's what it's what's important to you in your life. You know, I know when I was your age, sports was my everything. Um, and that was what, at least in my head, it's what kept me going to school. I'm sure my parents 
would have had something to say about it if I tried to not go to school because I couldn't I couldn't play sports. But I, I get it. It's important. It's a big part of your life and it's a big part of your socialization. Miss mm-hmm. Olivia, same question. Has this affected your routine? Has this affected your your drive and your desire? I mean, your junior year is an important year as far as colleges and things like that. So tell us a little bit about how that process is going. Olivia, can you hear me? So, because I did experience this, like, halfway through my junior year. Oh, can you guys hear me? We can hear you. Yep, we got you. Yep. Okay, okay. So I, I did experience um, the COVID schedule halfway through my junior year and now going on my senior year. So I, they were kind of different, but I'm kind of used to it now. But I think this year it's really been hard because in classroom, my teachers assign assignments like the day of at certain times. And like if I have work or like extracurriculars I have to go to, it's hard to juggle that because I have to like finish this assignment by this time. But like I have to go to work at the same time as well. So I guess that's kind of been stressful Um, regarding like my drive. I think it's been the same, but it's just hard when you have like online assignments, like online quizzes and like stuff more based on online learning, which I'm not really good at. So that's the only thing. That's great. I I think that, I mean, it's interesting how all of you guys really highlighted the, the importance of routine and even when your routine changes and those pieces, like that's so important for people. Um, And some of the challenges that, that are being thrown at you that are related to routine, right? Because it keeps changing. You know, you all sort of talked about that. Sometimes they're hybrid, sometimes you're virtual, sometimes every two weeks something is changing, right? It's hard. Yeah. It's really hard to manage that. It is. So on that note, I'm gonna jump to Liam and we're gonna talk about social. So Liam, talk to us about your social life and how that's been affected. All right. So socially, uh, it's already kind of difficult as it is going to school in Boston because your friends are it's it's a school where kids come from all over. So some of your closest friends live pretty far away from you. And it was difficult kind of to hang out with them anyway. This is my first year I've had like a car and a license. So that was exciting to be able to go and kind of see them. But I can't I can't be in everybody's house. You know, I try and keep like a, a couple close friends who I still hang out with, but I can't be going around like, cause it's, it's, I'm not sacrificing that for my family or, or my hockey or my school or anything. It's like, I got priorities, but it is, it is difficult having a social life right now for sure. Um, FaceTime is probably your best friend right now. So, yeah. So, so you had a milestone recently this year, right? Or, or was it a year ago? How long, how long has it been since you had your license? Uh, I got it in, july so it's been it'll be oh, six so right months in the middle of this you got your license yeah tell us about that what was that like that was difficult too um i am 17 now i'm about to be 17 and a half pretty much i should have had my license a while ago so i should have had my license i should have been able to drive other people because you know you have like the six month layover thing so you yeah. until you can drive people so i should have been able to drive people by august of last summer and I'm still not legally allowed to do it until uh, Friday. So it's it's uh, it was certainly a setback. Um, driving hours got 
moved all over the place when I was trying to take them because people would come into contact or whatever. And yeah, it was crazy. Um, wearing the mask in the car and everything. It was a crazy time. It, it sounds awful. You know, <laughs> as far as that goes. And, 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 um, socially, you know, that's one of the biggest things about getting your license. You know, I remember when I got my license, which was after everybody else, but that's a big moment where you want to, yeah. you, know, you want to pile your friends in the car and you want to go do things devoid of parents. And you just <laughs> kind of want to have your own experiences. And it's, it's, um, it's difficult to not have the opportunity to, to do that. So, yeah. you know, in that spirit, I'm going to bring Colin in because I believe Colin's in a similar boat. Colin, did you recently get your license as well? Uh, a month ago. Yeah. Like exactly a month ago. Exactly a month ago. Yeah. All right. So I'll keep you both on the screen for this. Are you, are you kind of in the same boat as Liam in that, like you're having a difficult time trying to figure out what to do socially and, yeah, because so like obviously I'd want to go to point A, B, C, all over the place all day. But I have to think to myself, I go to this one place and my friends are there and one person has it, then I'm going to get it or I'll be exposed to it and I have to quarantine. Or if I go somewhere else again, like say I go to a restaurant and someone there has it, then I'm exposed. So all these places I usually would go uh, before quarantine and before COVID, I can't go anymore. So it stinks because, so like I said, I got my license a month ago. And usually during these times, you just want to drive, 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 and you can't. Yeah, yeah, I, I completely understand. So, um, Colin, I'm going to keep you on, and I'm going to bring Olivia back in. Because during the interview process where we talked to some of you about, you know, the experience you were going through. Now, Olivia, you actually kind of came, told me about an ingenious way that you are still able to socialize with your friends. Can you tell us, tell me a little bit about that or tell everybody a little bit about that? Uh-oh. There you go. Um, so I've been... Oh, you're good now. Can you hear me? Nope, you're muted. Uh, we think oh, you're no. muted, Olivia. All right, Olivia, I'm going to come back to you on that. Mm -hmm. Yep. And there's a, actually, there's a question. Um, there are two questions in the chat. One of them is for Olivia about the college hunt, but maybe we need to wait for, we got to figure out her mute thing. Right, Olivia Olivia yes. is indisposed at the moment. But we'll right. There's her. another really good question in the chat from Heidi, actually, um, about relationships with teens and parents can be tough in normal times. Do you feel like COVID has added an additional stress to those relationships? What a great question. All right. Go ahead, Colin. Floor yours. So I feel like it's 50-50. So like during uh, March, early quarantine, when everyone was stuck in the house, I think it was actually less stressful for me because like, so my family, we play games every single night. Me and my mom, this is awful. We got like a thousand piece puzzle. It took us a good week to do. It was the most stressful thing. But like it wasn't stress between us. It was stress between the puzzle. So like I felt that was really good. Um, but like a couple weeks ago, I wanted to go out and, uh, my parents said no. So that created a stressful tension right there. And, uh, so I, like I said, I think it's 50, 50. It's not always, so what was stressful about it? Tell us about the tension. Yeah, exactly. All right. All right. Fair enough. So let's try Livia again. 
Let's see if we can get her back on. Olivia, you good to go? Olivia, can you hear me? Yes. All right. So <laughs> tell us a little bit about about your social your your solution for the social issues that you were having as far as not being able to see your friends. And then I'll have you jump in on the question that Heidi asked. Yeah. So what I've been doing over this pandemic is group FaceTime. And if I don't group FaceTime with my friends, I just like meet my friends like a parking lot. It was just like socially distance and like keep on wearing masks, but we still are able to talk to each other. Luckily, I feel very grateful for this. I was able to get my license and I've had it for over a year. So I, I, I can just like get out and go on drives. I do that a lot to just clear my head, especially during these times. Um, but yeah, it's either group FaceTimes or just like socially distancing in like a random spot around my town. <laughs> now, do you find that there's a difference being able to be in person, even with the mask on as opposed to the Zooms? Do you feed off each other's energy? Is it more natural? Um, I personally feel like when you're in the classroom, it's you kind of just have to pay attention. Like you're there, you're in a different environment. You're not in your home where you're usually in your house, just like laying down and relaxing. Um, and you're able to like ask your teacher like private questions about things without like everybody else hearing it. Um so for me, when I'm virtually learning, I feel like it's a little bit harder to do that. Understood. And can you touch upon the question that um that that uh, Heidi asked about the additional stress of COVID? Have you noticed that for the college applications? Well, no, she asked. So it's on the it's on the screen. It says, do you feel like COVID has added additional stress to your relationships, be it with your friends, family members? Yeah. So. I, especially because this is my last year of high school, I feel like I'm just running out of time. And especially because I can't see people that I want to, not only because of the cohorts, but just the pandemic in general. Um, I kind of feel like I'm drifting apart from a lot of my, not like my close circle friends, but just like my other mutual friends, which is kind of sad. But um, yeah, it's hard to just keep everybody like close to you and connected when you can't really like hang out with them or like have like conversations with them in person. All right, let me bring Liam in. So Liam was kind of touching upon this as, um, earlier as well. So Liam, can you put a little more meat on those bones as far as how this is affecting your your relationships and 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 basically, like Olivia said, you almost got to choose. Like I'm rolling with these three people, and that's it. Yeah, you, you really do. It's like, and, and you got to watch what they do too. Like if they're if they're going out or, or if they're exposed or something like that, you, you got to avoid them. And it's difficult. But, like, again, like I said, I have priorities. I want to play hockey. I want to keep going to school. And, like, my grandparents live right across the street from me. So I really got to stay away from COVID completely. Um, my house isn't huge. So uh, whenever I'm quarantined, which is, like, every two weeks at this point um, – my it, it is a close proximity with your parents for uh an extended period of time which is which is really good sometimes like you get to hang out with them more than you would because i'm so busy usually um but i mean sometimes we just we do get on each other's nerves a little bit because it's just you know a confined space and uh i mean we don't always see eye to eye but uh <laughs> but um it's yeah it's it's been difficult for sure. 
So I'm smiling because I love the fact that you said that hanging out with your parents is a good thing. And that's one of those things, like, if we went back to 1993, I don't know if 17-year-old Dean Jenkins would have said, hey, I love hanging out with my parents. You know, <laughs> like, the, like the proximity forces us to hang out and be around each other. I, I, I usually, uh, you know, at that age, just by the way things work, you just kind of want to be distant from your parents because you're trying to establish your own identity and you're trying to figure out where you fit in the world. So yeah, I mean, sometimes. you do. You want to. You also want to show your parents, like you know, I can go out and like handle things on my own. Sometimes, you know, not always, but like it's nice to be able to be home and like hockey just started. Me and my dad love hockey, so we we just, we were watching the Bruins game before I came came on this. So like stuff like we it was a Monday and we went out and played like men's league together this morning. We never usually get to do things like that, so it's like you know you look at the positives. Uh, good outweighs the bad in, in my book. That's amazing that you were able to do that. That's uh, that's one of those things that, you know, when your father is no longer able to do that stuff and you may or may not have a family of your own, you'll be able to look back on that and maybe do the same with, with, with your kids if you choose to go on that route. Yeah. So, sure. so I want to bring Stephanie back in. Stephanie, how do you feel or what are you seeing in your day-to-day as far as – the effects of, of, of all this on teens and people that you're interacting with. Oh, there there we go. Okay. I was going to say I'm muted. I can't, sorry. Say that again, Dean. (laughs) So what are you seeing on your day to day with the effects? Cause you deal with, with lots of teens on a day to day basis. Mm -hmm. And are you hearing a lot of the same things that these three use from different school districts? They all seem to be roughly saying the same thing and having the same challenges. Are you seeing a lot of that? Yeah, I yes. And I, you know, we hear it from parents too. Um, and I think so, you know, parents are also struggling with some of these same challenges. And I think, you know, as a parent, you know, my my daughter is younger, but I can imagine as a parent of a teenager, um, when you're worried about a lot of other things when they're going out anyway, what are they doing when they're, you know, out alone with their friends? And now we've added this other layer around safety, different safety things than we've ever had to think about before. Are they doing, you know, keeping distance? Are they um, wearing masks? And I think we hear a lot of negative things about the way teenagers are behaving. And I think, um, you know, what's what's really great about this conversation is these three young people are really illustrating the, the you know, how much um, added weight is really being put on teenagers and the extra kinds of things that they have to think about that they, you know, you think about like when we were growing up, what we were worried about as teenagers, we didn't have to worry about a pandemic on top of all the, the regular teenage stuff, um, which is really big when you're a teenager, you know, and, um, and is intended to be developmentally. So, you know, and, and I think for parents, they have to take that on too. So I, I appreciate hearing these young people talk about you know, how they prioritize, how they think about safety, how they are, they have to think about what their friends are doing and, um, and what's important to them and, and the people that they care about. I, I think that that's, that's really fantastic. It, it's, it's a definitely a different dynamic. And I will touch upon, I will give my personal feelings about that shortly. So I'm going to bring Colin back in and we're going to do something that I love to do. One of my favorite questions that I like to ask people is, all right, Colin, when we were young, there was a game called King for a Day. All right? Ever heard of that? Okay. No. So, no, you never heard of King for a Day? No. All right. So, King for a Day would be if you and your friends are sitting around and you're imagining that you're King for a Day. So, if you were King for a Day and you could institute any changes and implement anything, 
what would you do differently from what you're seeing now? And conversely, what's in place now that you agree about what you agree with as far as the COVID restrictions? So let's think. So some of the restrictions. So I think that a rule that I don't really agree with, maybe I'm not a scientist, so I may be 100% wrong, but the rule that if you come in contact with someone, even if you test negative, you still have to quarantine, it kind of boggles my mind because you're negative. So I don't get why you need to stay away from people. That boggles my mind because that's what happened for my hockey team. Someone came in contact with someone and got canceled. So I was kind of like, how does this make any sense? Um. Well, why do you think that is? Because I'm just going to remind you, the name of the show is Difficult Conversations. So if you come on here and you say, we don't, I don't think we should have to do something, the rule is you got to have a solution on deck. So why do you think they have you quarantined? And what do you think the ripple effects would be if they didn't have you quarantined? Well, obviously, since this is like not even a year old, it's all, everything's new to everyone. So like kind of, I think they're kind of just guessing and see what goal happens um, because someone told me like early on in the in the pandemic, the tests went all the way up your nose and now they're only little in your nose because they figured out that it didn't need to go all the way up. It could just go right there because people were getting injured. Mm-hmm. And how did anyone know that? Because it's something we've never experienced before. So I was just, I don't know, because maybe they're right, maybe I'm wrong, but I think that if you're negative, you're not going to get anyone infected. So I don't get what the big deal is. Okay. Is, yeah, that's what I'm thinking about. Well, how about this? Do you think there should be a time frame? If you're negative, no. Okay. So you test negative, boom, back in the action. It makes sense to me, yes. All right. So I'm going to go to Olivia. Miss Olivia. So we're going to rename the game to Queen for a Day for you. So we're playing Queen for a Day. What are you changing, and what do you like about the way right uh, the COVID restrictions are right now? Oh, you're unmuted. Oh, nope. There you go. Start over. I, I, I personally would add maybe like a COVID like team to every like school system, just like a group of adults like for scheduling or just for certain like crucial like things that need to be taken care of so it's like organized because I know for my school like my administration is very overwhelmed with like a lot of events going on right now so maybe that all right so talk a little bit more how that would work um so just perfect how do we implement that how do we implement what you're talking about um, school systems could hire professionals um, that are good with or like have experience with like organizing like schedules and making sure that everything's in guidelines for like the state because I know like the state has rules with like um school systems and like COVID especially with that. So maybe just like a team to keep schools in check and to make sure like the um, mental health of like the students are like good during COVID. Okay, so more mental health professionals. Yeah. Oh, really? I happen to know somebody that's um, <laughs> an expert in that line of work. Oh, there she is. <laughs> she just popped out of nowhere. I wish uh, I could say I'm like a wannabe social worker. I, I work with a lot of social workers, but I, my degree is in public health. Um, 
but you know, yes, this is something that we we talk a lot about. Um, and I think the mental health piece is really, really a huge piece of what's been going on for people. Isolation is hard, right? It's hard for everybody. It's really hard for teenagers. Um, and so I guess, Olivia, I'm interested to hear more too when you think about you know, what would be helpful in terms of mental health or what are some of the kinds of um, things that, that maybe you're hearing about from your peers um, that they're struggling with? Um, I think the thing that people are most struggling about is just when we were in person our teachers would like talk to each other about when assignments were due and stuff like that and because of COVID they can't do so so there's a lot of tests on the same day and there's a lot of assignments and especially with like college app season they didn't stop so that was also very stressful and I feel like my administration like sometimes just gets so caught up with like all the rules and regulations they have to follow that it's hard to actually which is completely understandable but it is very hard to um just make sure that the kids aren't having too much on their plate because it gets a lot <laughs> all right fair fair enough there was actually there is a question. Um, I know we were we were having tech difficulties. I think when it came in earlier, but specifically for Olivia about that college hunt, which you just alluded to, like how that's been for yeah. you during the pandemic. Yeah. So early in November was because early action and my school, how we do college applications. Everybody usually sends out their applications in November for the early action deadline, and. It was horrible. I mean, to be honest, because that was something very new to me. I had no idea how to do it or just because I didn't have anybody to guide me because like guidance counselors were busy with other stuff like that. So with doing college apps and having a deadline, but having so many projects and assignments and essays, it was just very stressful. Mm -hmm. And yeah, I wish I knew more about it. I had a lot of experience like as the deadline got sooner, I figured out things. I was like, oh my gosh, I need to do this now. It just got a little bit stressful. <laughs> do you think that that was, it, it was more stressful because of everything that was going, and that process is stressful <laughs> anyway. Yes. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't um, think it was gonna be like a walk in the park, but especially with like the ACT and SATs, I couldn't even take it. It would keep on getting canceled. Um, so kind of just like worried about my future because it's like, okay, well, college like accept me if I don't even have like an ACT or SAT score, even though it is that test optional, but, um, how much does it help me? You know? All right. So Olivia, great responses. I'm going to go to Liam. King for a day. Let's hear it. King for a day. All King right. For a day. Uh, well, I mean, I'm not I'm not Dr. Fauci, so I'm not going to be uh, talking about any groundbreaking medical uh, thoughts. But just in in my world, uh, some of the regulations on hockey, I think, are uh, a little bit unfair. And I think that uh, the people organizing these regulations, they they most likely haven't played before because if they have, they would have realized some of the some of the um, ridiculousness of some of the rules. So Liam, give me a couple examples. Give me two examples of, of something you feel is ridiculous. So right. people are not familiar with the hockey world. So the worst one is uh, we have to get dressed fully outside in the parking lot. So my practice rink for CM is most of the time at a place called Roach 
ice rink. It's in it's in West Roxbury. It's on the VFW Parkway. It's on the highway. So you are getting out and getting dressed in front of the entire parkway. And you, like half the time, there's like little kids in there, like doing their open skate. It's like, it's just like uncomfortable for everyone. And it's not necessarily that uh, the high school hockey players care quite as much as the world around them. But um, and it's also cold. And some days it'll be raining. Some days it'll be snowing. And like you're standing in the in the wet parking lot. It's it's it. And rinks all across Massachusetts were forced to. And I think this is a great thing where we're forced to put in like new ventilation systems because hockey rinks don't have great ventilation systems, but, but like every rink was basically told either figure it out or, or you're not allowed to open. So the rinks now have better ventilation systems than restaurants and people go and sit in restaurants with no masks on, but mm. we we're just, we're just trying to play hockey here and we play with masks on, we follow all the rules just like every other sport, but we're the ones getting dressed in a, in a parking lot outside when there's all this space in, in the rinks. So, and I mean, okay. it's changed, it's changed our game too. Here, here's my second one. Go ahead, um, please. So in the beginning they wanted no hit, which they ended up changing that. But um, right now there's a rule that if uh, a fourth person goes into a corner and like after the puck, uh, they blow the whistle dead. So you lose possession completely if four people are in the corner. And I would understand that if we weren't wearing masks, but everyone's wearing a mask. And for the majority of the game, we are pretty socially distant. And usually those interactions are seconds long. So to blow the whistle, if a fourth person goes in, it, it literally changes the way you have to play hockey. So, and, and a lot of people don't realize that because the people, again, the people that are making these rules probably haven't ever played the sport in their whole lives. I just wish, here, here's my solution to that, is they would consult hockey players. Like, and, and I'm not saying give us all the room to do whatever we want because we are, we're not, we're not geniuses, we're not scientists, but um, I wish we could like sit in a room and kind of meet in the middle so they could see kind of where we're coming from. But, um, yeah, that's that's my king for a day. You might have. Nope, I'm right here. Oh, there it is. So I brought Colin in. Colin, I, naturally I got to go to you next. What are your solutions? What do you recommend? And do you want to add anything to what Liam said? I'm going to jump I off think, and let you two hash it out amongst yourselves. Okay. Um, no, as soon as I heard what Liam said, I was like, I should have said that because everything he said, I agreed perfectly with. It's so like when I get dressed, like he said, there's snow on the ground, so I'm freezing cold. You have to walk in carrying your skates, your helmet, and your stick, and you're like juggling it in your hands. And yeah, I've done this since I was five years old. I dropped my, my living room. <laughs> I drop my stuff on the ground at least twice every time. I just skates falling. There's keys falling on the ground, so I'm struggling to pick that up. And then you go inside, and you can only sit in certain spots. But you're also you're still sitting inside. But I don't care. You can't sit in a locker room, and everyone wears masks. And when you go on the bench, 
You're still sitting there. So why can't you sit in the locker room for five minutes to get dressed? So I think that in the – oh, and I liked how he said um, they should have, like, have a compromise in the middle between the higher-up like, governors or whoever make the rules and uh, some kids, coaches, whatever, because like he said, it's kind of taking away from the aspect of the game and for our fun because all these rules are just like, are you serious? We can't really do anything. It's, it's fair. I mean, I get it. I'm, I'm a contact sports guy. But let's go to somebody that's doing something a little different than contact sports. Olivia, how is this affecting you with your extracurricular activity of dancing? Yeah, so for dance, when I go, it's for multiple hours a day. It could be like for four hours consecutively I'm dancing. Um, and I have to wear a mask. And we have little squares on the stage that we have to stay in. They're like five feet by five feet like little squares that we have to stay in when we dance so it's just kind of hard because it gets really hot under those masks because we can't take them off for four hours consecutively um but it's not that bad i feel like it's way worse for someone who has to do a more contact sport like hockey and stuff like that but luckily for dance it is manageable yeah it's manageable so you have to dance you have to stay in a five foot square when you dance Yes, yeah, it it's seems paid- more difficult than hockey, to be honest. <laughs> yeah, it's for for different styles. Like for instance, like ballet is easier because it's not like you're like going anywhere. But like for tap and jazz, it does get difficult. We have like little taped squares on the ground that we really can't leave. Um, so yeah, I was gonna say now, how does how does that affect the routines? It it really does, especially because we have a recital that we're supposed to be working towards, and we don't even know if we're gonna do that, and we can't really um practice it. Because for formations, we can't get close to each other. Um, so it's been kind of hard. Yeah. I, I can't even imagine that because I'm about <laughs> as graceful as an elephant on roller skates. So I couldn't imagine having to, having to even stay on stage without bumping into something or somebody, let alone in a five-foot area. <laughs> yeah. You know, so that is, uh, that is crazy to me. Yeah. So while I have you all on the screen here, um, I do have a comment here from – Kevin, so Kevin wants to know if you kids would take the vaccine if it was available to you. So I will go to Liam first. Liam, yes, would you take the vaccine if it was available to you. Hundred percent. Hundred percent. I actually can't wait for it to be available to me uh, for just for just so many reasons. Like again, like I am around a lot of people who are high risk. I don't want to be the cause of it. I really don't. So. Um, I've heard about side effects of it. I've heard about all that, but to me, that's, that's more worth it than getting it or being a spreader and just kind of having to not worry about being the one that can cause the spread of COVID. That's just like, you are a part of the solution. You know what I mean? You're, you are a stepping stone to being able to go back to the way things work or as much as possible, really. But Yes, hundred percent. I would. I can't wait to get the vaccine. All right, good answer, Colin. Same question. So I've never, I haven't really thought about it to be honest with you. I see. I'm kind of fifty fifty. I wouldn't say hundred percent. No, I wouldn't take it. hundred percent. Yes. Like for me, I'm a sixteen year old. I'm healthy. I don't think that I would be in danger. But like Liam said, I'd be endangered other people. So there's a reason I would take it. But I've never really thought about it if I should take it or not. 
I guess if like, so I see my grandparents a lot and stuff like that. And you know my grandmother and of course they're older. So I would want to just keep them safe. But if it were just me, like if I didn't see my grandparents or anything like that, I would say I wouldn't need it because I'm healthy. I don't think I would have anything wrong with me. But I guess if I'm thinking about other people, I would take it. So that's my answer. All right. All right. Olivia, what say um, you? I would definitely take it. I think that as soon as it, it gets to be my turn to take it, I will be taking it to help others around me. Yeah. So that's your answer. Okay. Fair enough. Fair enough. So we have another comment here from uh, one of my old college football teammates. He's uh, he's watching from New Mexico, guys. So this is um, people from all over are watching this. So John Michael says the reason testing negative is not enough is because allegedly COVID can take two weeks for it to show itself. Hence, the two-week quarantine is safer. Yeah, I've heard that. All right. So thank you, Stu, um, that we affectionately, affectionately call him Stu for that. And I love the use of hence there. All right. I like it. You sound nice and educated from our, from our college days. All right. So moving on from there, let's talk about our parents. All right. Now, I'm going to talk about myself. You guys are a lot further along in life than I was mentally when I was 17. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say that right now. If you don't believe me, my mother's in the chat. She'll co-sign this. All right. I was not thinking about much outside of my own world and my own bubble when I was 17. So I'm going to ask you to put yourself in the shoes of your parents. How is this affecting your parents with their work and with the people they love more than anything in the world? Because I'm going to tell you a secret. Your parents love you more than anybody, anything, anything in the world. That's just a fact. You know, it's, it's impossible to love anybody any more than a parent can love a child. So how do you think this is affecting them watching all these restrictions and watching you miss out on potentially things that you can never get back? So I'll go to you first, Lynn. Uh, I mean, my my parents both have probably some of the hardest jobs you can you can have during during these times. My dad is a police officer. He works with you. Um and that, that right now, combined with, you know, everything else that's going on with police officers, I just couldn't, I couldn't imagine, like, we, we can't play sports every, every two weeks, but like, you guys are dealing with, with crazy real, real issues. And I really admire you guys for that, for, for being able to do what you do. I, I it'd be hard to get out of bed every day. And then my mom, she goes and, and teaches little kids and she's responsible for all of their safety even when there's not a global pandemic. So, I mean, she, she has so much responsibility in her hands every day. And then, I mean, she's around, she's around those kids and she's around a lot of people. And then she comes home and she's uh, around her parents, my grandparents. And that's, that's scary for her. So it's, it's just as mentally degrading, if not more on my parents than, than it is on me. Um, and then, yeah, I can I can totally imagine how difficult it is for them to watch us uh, struggle. But you know, we're all in it together, so that's the important thing. All right, good answer. All right, Colin, what say you? So my mom is a nurse, and so in the beginning of Corona, when they they needed lots of they didn't have any beds, they didn't have anywhere. They shut down my mom's hospital for like 
couple of weeks. So she was out of work for a couple of weeks. Everyone was at a hospital because they needed the room, they needed the beds to treat the patients. So she was home with us. And so it was very different than usual because usually she'd be working from two to four days a week and she couldn't. And my dad, his work is like kind of, they kind of went fully remote. They, they downgraded their office space because they figured out that everyone went home at the beginning of COVID. And they said, we don't need all this space anymore. All these jobs can be done virtually for the most part. So they went from a big office to a tiny office. My dad is 50-50 at home or in his office because they realized they don't uh, need the same amount of space as before. Because if COVID ever happened, they would have never realized that the same job you do in office, you can do from your kitchen table. Which I can assure you, is there some good to that? Because I can tell you right now, when you all get in the work world, you're going to be like, oh, man, I wish I didn't have to get up and go to wherever one day. If that's even the thing when you guys are in the work world. That's what a lot of people say, like, oh, I wish I could just stay home. But then you stay home for two weeks, and now you don't have any adult interaction. And you're refereeing your kids all day long. You, Oh, yeah. Like he says, go ahead. He says, like, he could work from home five days a week. But when he does, he says he's going to go get his car washed. He's going to clean the kitchen. He's going to go out and go grocery shop shopping. So he says he like, like you said, being home, you'd sidestep away from the priority, which is work. A hundred, a hundred percent. I mean, I, I see, I see it in my wife. My wife is, is home uh, more than I am. Cause she has a job that, that allows it. I obviously, I, for, you know, for what I do, I can't say, Hey, tell crime. I called in sick today. You know what I mean? Like I, I, I don't have that option, you know? So I have to be at work, but there's times my wife is like, I wish I could just go back to work and just be around adults and not have to do this refereeing thing. All right. So fair enough. And and really quick, Colin, how do you think this is affecting your parents seeing these moments that quite frankly, you can't get back that you aren't able to take part in? Oh, so like um, it was New Year's Eve and a couple of my friends were all hanging out and my mom felt so bad that I wasn't able to go because of COVID, obviously, and she felt horrible. And usually, a year ago, two years ago, I would have gone, but this year I couldn't, and she felt horrible. I I, I totally understand. Olivia, questions to you. Oh, I think that it's affecting my parents the most because I'm more busy now, so they don't really see me. Um, and I think it's just making them upset because I am going to be leaving for college soon. So they don't really have a lot of time with me. Um, and, and I am juggling a lot because of COVID, um, for my dad, especially cause he has to go into Boston to work and he has like, we've had a lot of COVID scares and we obviously don't want to get COVID. Like both my parents go into work in different like places. My mom goes to Concord, my dad goes to Boston. So, um, I guess it's just really stressful and we're all feeling like we're running out of time, basically. I like that. I like that because <laughs> there's one of the truest things about life where, um, you know, Liam's dad, not to get morbid here, but I, but you know, we're keeping it real. Uh, Liam's dad will, will also attest to this is that the one thing I learned day in and day out at my job is that tomorrow's not promised to anybody. Yeah. You know, very few people wake up in the morning and say, okay, well, today's my last day. So to miss these moments that you can't get back, um, it's difficult. It's difficult, especially so on parents 
like myself, maybe even like, uh, I don't know what kind of nurse your, your, your mother um, is calling. I don't know what her focus is, but maybe even with what she sees. When you see the amount of finality that I see in my job, that you start to appreciate little things and little moments more because you realize how quickly it can be taken, it can all be taken from you. So that's something that you need to also keep in mind as well. Um, I'm going to talk really quick on behalf of parents. I usually don't do this. I usually don't put words in people's mouths, but I am going to tell you that it is devastating to parents to see your children not be able to do things that they love. I have my oldest doc. My oldest daughter is a singer and an actress. And to see her not be able to do that is crushing. Like, cause on the onset, at the onset of COVID, she had put in all this time learning a lead role for a production. And then she never got a chance to see that hard, that hard work play out. That was very hard, very hard to watch. And my son is like you guys. My son, I mean, Colin, you know, my son is, is an athlete. It's three-sport athlete. He missed his football season this year, his basketball season. I mean, these kids are running around with masks on trying to play basketball. And he's also playing lacrosse. So he's also getting dressed in parking lots. And he's nine years old, so he can't get his head around it like you guys can. So, and then my youngest daughter, she's probably struggling the most because she doesn't have access to the electronics and her friends don't have access to the electronics like you guys do. So she doesn't have access to her friends and her social circle like you you guys do because this all started, she's in second grade. This all started in, in second grade where you're just starting to build your social network. So um, I can tell you at different levels, your parents, and you need to know this and you need to understand this, your parents are, are, um, are suffering right along with you maybe in some ways even worse because they love you so much and, and it hurts. Anytime you, your, your, your children feel a certain way, um, we feel that way with you, you know, so it's important that you know that. So, you know, anybody have any uh, comments or anything they want to say back to me about that or you agree, disagree? I think it's kind of better that way that everybody's, everybody's going through it together. You know, we're kind of able to understand each other through that. So, I mean, we share a lot of issues right now, whereas like if if the world was regular, I wouldn't understand the the difficulty of, of police officers so much because I would be so wrapped in wrapped up in my own problems. But I mean, like we're all dealing with this together in, in pretty close proximity. So I think it kind of makes it a little bit easier. All right. Colin? Yeah. I was just say like I've known you for a while. I know your kids. I play basketball with DJ all the time, and I was just saying like I agree with you, and I feel for your kids because I remember like my mom being close to you guys. She was telling me about Casey, how her show got canceled, and how Dylan is in kindergarten, or second grade. Sorry, you're supposed to be on the playground, on the swings with your friends, playing a kicks a kickball foursquare, and she can't do that. Yeah, and then obviously DJ. Who I played basketball with all the time since I was like, hell, I'm like 12. He was probably like four at that time. <laughs> yeah. I don't, know, I don't know how old he was. But uh, yeah, so that's like when you, that, that age is like the uh, stepping stones for your athletic career. And for him, it's damaging. It is. I mean, he, I, I, I mean, he seems to be making the most of it because there's still some of his activities. But um, it's, 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 it's hard. It's hard for all of them. They all, they're all in their own separate little, um, 
having this, their own personal difficulties about, about how this is working out. So believe it or not, we got about four minutes left in the show. So I am going to go to Stephanie. Stephanie has a question real quick. So give me one second. Stephanie back in. All right, Steph, what do you got for us? Yeah, there was one um, one more question here in the chat, which maybe maybe this is a good one for us to wrap on. But um, Tom is wondering, what is the thing um, that these students miss the most since COVID hit? All right. So, Olivia, I'll go to you first. Go ahead, Liv. Miss. All right, Olivia, I'm going to come back. I'm going to come. Yeah. We got you? Yeah. All right, go ahead. Really? The thing that I miss the most is just being with my friends and just the school environment. Um, You obviously at school are surrounded by people that I weren't close with, but just just like those mutual friends that you got to talk to at school, like really made my day throughout school. And I can't see that. Um, Another thing is graduation. I don't think I'll have that going on. And um, just like I won't have a problem and stuff like that. So yeah, that's that's rough. Yeah. All right, Liam. Uh, I don't know. Being a junior, I I've never had a prom before, so I was kind of interested. I, I thought that was going to be fun. Um, the the thing I I probably miss most is just like the way the way things were socially and athletically, like just being able to not really care how many people were in a house and just be able to like go and hang out kind of carefree. You know what I mean? Just, just be with people like even like hugging your friends in the hallways, you're probably going to get kicked out of school for that right now. But it's just like, it, it was just, it's a, it's a good thing. It's like a, it boosts you throughout the day. You know what I mean? Just be able to like interact with them like that. Um, and hockey is just like the, the sport is so different now. It's, uh, it's it's harder in every way, but um, we'll get. I think we'll get back to that pretty soon. I think we're on the way up. Well, I I hope you're right, Colin. Forty five seconds. <laughs> okay, knock it yeah, out. I can do it. So I think me and Liam basically are very similar. So I'm gonna go along with the same points uh, socially and hockey. Socially, like you said, I wish I could be in a my basement full of people again. Not uh, my like not caring what's going on, being like, oh wait. Are you coughing or uh, hockey? I wish I'm not going to be stepping in snow, getting dressed. I just wish it would all go back. I hear you. It's um, I'm hoping that at some point, you know, in the near future, we can get back to uh, the new normal. It's never going to go back to exactly where it was. I think we are all smart enough to know that. But um, I really want this for you all. I really want you all to have some of those experiences that, 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 we had some of us that are older had. I want you to have those those uh, prom moments and those special moments, those get-togethers that um, even at forty, almost forty-five years old, I look back on. I think about some of those times where I was with my friends, uh, sometimes making questionable decisions, but you know, just doing things that um, that kids that kids have to do in order to to grow, to learn and grow. So I want to thank you all so much. You guys were awesome tonight. I think that the work that we've done here tonight should spark conversations between parents and children. It should spark conversations between students to other students. And and um, 
one day we're going to look back on what we've done here tonight and we're going to think about the good work and how much we made things better for other people. So thank you guys for taking the time out to do this with me tonight. Thanks for having us. All right. So I'm going to bring Miss Stephanie back in so she can say a quick goodbye to everybody. All right. <laughs> Jeff, you want to say a quick goodbye? I am yeah. just about out of time here. Yes. Yeah. I just I want to say thank you. Um, I think this is a great show. I think these kids are really highlighting um, just how one of the things I think that's really amazing about this is the way that they're able to have empathy, the way that they're thinking. Um, I mean, kids are there are some other lessons here that um, our young people are having. I think you had said it earlier that we we didn't have to think about, but in some ways, it's helping them to grow and. Um, and so I think that that's something to be positive about. And these guys really, really showed that. Um, and there are some great final thoughts in the comments. Better days ahead. Stay strong. Call a friend. Help each other. I love that. Um, I think this was really terrific. Well, I, I appreciate your help co-facilitating co this. Um, this was important. I think that, um, again, I think that this is important for people to see this. I think it's good to maybe spark some conversations. Because quite frankly, parents have a go-to move where nobody can say to a kid that, Hey, listen, I've been 16 before you've never been my age. So I've been through what you're going through, but with this, nobody can say that. Right. So parents don't know what your kids are going through. And I got to say, quite frankly, at least in my house, we don't always know how to talk to our kids about what, what's going on here because we can't reach back and access a point in life where we went through something similar. Right. Right. So parents are at a loss too. Mm -hmm. So, um, in closing, I want people to remember, let's try to be patient with one another. Mm -hmm. Parents, be patient with your kids because this is new to them. Kids, be patient with your parents because sometimes we have to do things that are in your best interest that you might not understand at the time. Hell, we might not even understand it at the time because things are changing constantly. But just keep in mind that everything that's done is being done for your best interest. You have to trust and believe in that. Mm -hmm. And so, everybody should also get help if you need it. You know, If you're a parent and you need backup, get help, talk to your peers, reach out. Uh, you know, the youth commission is there for you. There are resources in town. You know, sometimes this is, this is, can be really, really hard. And um, so, you know, I think it's important for people to also know that's okay too, you know, both for our young people and for the adults, get help when you need it. And um, you know, there, there are resources. I meant to say this, the Oasis website, www.stotonoasis.org. There's some great mental health resources for teens. And then there's also some COVID resources for adults right on the homepage. You can find them if, if um, that's something that you need for yourself or for somebody that you care about. So what we'll do on the wrap is we're going to have Stephanie. You can always go back and access the comments even after the show's wrapped. Stephanie's going to put some of those links in the comments. So please like, share, and, so, and follow Supply the Why on all the platforms. We're on Facebook. We're on LinkedIn. We're on YouTube, and we also have podcasts on Amazon, Apple, iHeartRadio, Spotify, and now we're on Google as well. So things are happening, folks. Keep supporting, keep liking, keep sharing, and as always, hashtag supply the why. Good night, everybody.